and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. I'm happy to have Fiona Pelham of Positive Impact Events here today. Fiona, when we last talked a few months back, um, the big thing in sustainability was people and organizations pledging to achieve net zero by 2040, 2050. And I wanted to touch base with you on where that conversation has gone and whether it has turned into action beyond conversation. Good morning, Fiona. I know you've been traveling and you've been busy on behalf of the meetings industry and your and sustainability efforts. Yeah. Um, let's let's look first broadly at what the growing focus on carbon means for the events sector. It's great to be able to talk to you and the North Star community about this because it is moving very quickly. And I think that question, what does the growing focus of carbon mean for the event sector is really different today to what it was six months ago, to what it was two years ago. So I'm going to answer it in three ways. One, what it means for the event sector is a, a shift in our narrative, a shift in the narrative of what we do and why we do it. A week or so ago, I spoke with Reuters, who are writing a piece on the future of events. And they're writing that because they've seen reports from a number of science groups, uh, for example, Nature.com and other science associations, who have really been questioning the value of travelling to be in one place the carbon footprint of that, but also the amount of work that they get done. And I think what's interesting is people outside of the traditional event sector are now really asking, why are we meeting the way that we've always met? And carbon is part of, of that conversation. So the first thing to think about is our, our narrative. The second thing is customer demand, and this is changing so quickly. I just looked at some Forbes articles from last month, and they were saying 2022 is a turning point in customer demand. So I'll throw out some stats for you from the Forbes article. 36% of US adults are looking for ways to contribute to their local community. Customers are now looking to champion brands that are committed to sustainability. So again, in the US, 68% of consumers plan to step up their efforts to identify brands that reduce environmental impact. 61% are seeking out energy efficiency labels when making purchases. This is a really quick shift. And I think we should also pay attention to the young people who have been protesting for a couple of years now, who very quickly are going to be entering the workplace with a a totally different perspective. And these expectations will go over into how they expect to meet and to connect. Um, And then the third area to think about is policy and what global policy changes are going to mean for the way the event sector works. So 
you know, every every government in the world has made commitments to reduce their carbon emissions. The UK, within the last month or so, released a plan of what this will look like. Now, we're not yet at the stage where policy is directly impacting the events sector, but we would be foolish to think that it won't. So when we talk about what does an increasing focus on carbon mean for the events sector, I think it means a new narrative for us, uh, an understanding of our customer needs and an awareness that policy is soon going to impact on how we work. Right. To what extent do we just need to completely reinvent our business model? Well, I think if we take those three areas we just spoke about, narrative, customer demand, and policy, and then we look at what we have within the event industry, they're not quite matching up. So policy, we know, is going to be more around low carbon. Customer demand, again, low carbon. And the narrative around the impact of an event is still missing because we're not measuring. So so what could the opportunity be for the event sector in creating a business model that does work if we look at it that way? Well, the event sector could measure the impact and lead on a conversation of what happens when human connection takes place. And for my lifetime in the event sector, that's always been about money. And it now has to shift and has to be more about legacy. Then I think that we could look at customer demand and have an event sector that was educated to meet that demand, educated to talk about the sustainable development goals and how bringing people together isn't a bad thing, that there are good impacts that happen. And then finally, around policy, it's about making sure that action is being taken that aligns with global government policy and approach. Mm -hmm. I think... What the meeting planner would want to know more specifically is, okay, so what do I do? (laughs) Because we need to reinvent the narrative. Right now we're at the start of this, so anything that you measure is good for the narrative. Within the next year or so, there'll be frameworks for measurement and there'll be requirements for reporting, so it will be much more prescriptive. Make a commitment. There is nothing stopping any small to medium business, that's businesses under 500 people, from making a net zero commitment and from acting on it. All the resources are there. It's a free opportunity. That That's the big, big call to action that every event supplier should do. Can you describe what what you would see as a sustainable event? Like what would you be measuring ideally? how an event should be run? Well, a sustainable event, first of all, it would be a conversation around why are we having this event? What will the impacts be? What will the good impacts be? And what will the bad impacts be? And then planning the event with that understanding in mind. So what I've just spoken about there is actually the ISO 2012-1 framework. You start off with what are our sustainability issues? What are our objectives to address them? And how will we measure and reduce that? And then the final part of it would be the report. So the concept that we have in the event industry of show me a case study of a sustainable event is dangerous because we'll all end up copying here is an event with no plastic. 
And an event with no plastic can be achieved by someone standing at the door and removing all the plastic. Instead, a sustainable event is one that has been planned with a consideration of what your impacts can be. And I know this is a frustrating conversation for event professionals who have never had much time. And this is why the business model, the model is properly broken for the event sector because while we're not giving time to that consideration we're just doing things the way they've always been done yeah what yeah (laughs) i think the other piece that's very important is policy and traditionally the event sector has not really had government policy around what it does. We know that governments focus more on tourism than they do on the event sector. So this is an opportunity now for the event sector to align with policy. And this is where it'd be good to talk a bit about the race to zero and about the opportunity for SMEs to make a commitment within the race to zero and also about the Joint Meeting Industry Council and UNFCCC pledge for the event sector because policy is something that happens outside of the event sector. It's something that this very obvious statement that governments create. And there's a challenge that the event sector may stay too insular and just talk within the event sector about what could happen. Right. So basically the sector needs to take the initiative to have a voice in the framing of those policies. Yes, exactly. So the work that the Joint Meeting Industry Council and UNFCCC are doing is what's called a climate sectoral engagement initiative. So the event sector is being engaged on what could happen within the event sector to meet these bigger policy areas. Obviously, that is open for everyone to be involved with and talking about what could happen is very important. But there's also a focus on moving from pledging to action as soon as possible this year. And that's where the initiative within the race to zero for the event sector comes in. So this week, Positive Impact was recognized as an accelerator within the race to zero. This means we're one of 13 programs that is accelerating people's progress towards reaching net zero. There really isn't any barrier for anyone in the events sector supply chain to not have made a net zero commitment through the Positive Impact Initiative because you'll receive 12 hours of free resources, you'll have made your commitment, and within the next year, you have to start reporting on that commitment. So we have a real opportunity to make a commitment, be in action, contribute our thoughts to the pledge, and they will be going in the same direction, But what we need to keep an eye on is that we're not just pledging and not acting. Right. And just to clarify, there's no cost to this. There is no cost in relation to making a net zero commitment, joining the race to zero. You just go to the Positive Impact homepage. We provide you with resources that come from the SME Climate Hub who are one of the partners who funnel people into the Race to Zero. Can you go back and explain what is the Race to Zero? I know we've, you know, we've discussed this before, but I think it's a good time to have a reminder. 
Definitely. And I'm actually going to read from the Race to Zero website, but I can explain any of the bits that are not clear. So the Race to Zero is a UN-backed global campaign rallying non-state actors. So that means non-government bodies. That includes companies, cities, regions, financial and educational institutions. And it's rallying them to take rigorous and immediate action to halve global emissions by 2030. So, so far, within the Race to Zero, there are 67 regions, 1,049 cities, 5,227 companies, 1,039 education institutions, 441 financial institutions, and over 3,000 hospitals. So, what does that mean for the event sector? Well, there are over 5,000 companies who are in the race to zero. So they have a goal of halving their carbon footprints and they'll be looking for an event supply chain that can help them do that. So in the race to zero, it's important to galvanize action amongst all type of actors to make sure that the race to zero builds traction. The accelerators are committing to amplifying membership and actively supporting people to join the Race to Zero and spreading awareness of the campaign through consistent messaging and events. So Positive Impact's one of the 13 accelerators that will be encouraging people to make a net zero commitment through the Race to Zero providing 12 hours of free resources, education to help and support. And actually this year, the shift is going from pledging to taking action. So we'll also be providing reporting templates. So if people have made a pledge or have joined the Race to Zero, but are then not providing a report of the impact they're having, they could be removed from the Race to Zero. So we're moving from a time of talking about things to a time of transparent action. Mm-hmm. So removed means you made this pledge, but you haven't done something about yeah. it. And so when when you take an action and you begin to measure your impact, negative and positive, yeah. do you report this? Yes, let me tell you exactly what you commit to when you join the Race to Zero. You can do that by going to the Positive Impact homepage. You will commit to three things. You'll be committing to halving your greenhouse gas emissions, achieving net zero emissions by 2050, and disclosing your progress on an annual basis. You can choose if you're going to achieve net zero by 2030, 2040, or 2050. And the process when you're on the Positive Impact website is you sign up, first of all, as an ambassador so that we can keep in contact with you. You share your commitment with the Positive Impact team, and then you share it with the SME Climate Hub. And the reason we have these three stages is that events are not recognized as a sector. So if you go straight to the SME Climate Hub and sign up, you will not be recognized as being from the event sector. And it's really important that we keep a track of how many event professionals are making these commitments, because again, it's a powerful statement for who the event industry is. And so far, we've worked out it's under just under 2% of all the commitments are from the global event sector, which in a way is, is great. And in another way is not 
much at all considering the hundreds of thousands of small businesses that are in the event sector. With the reporting, what you would do is report and put it on your own website, spread it out through your own community. That's what's really important important with the reporting that you are telling others. It's not just about putting it on one website somewhere. It's about you being proud of your report and your customers knowing you've done it and your supply chain knowing that you've done it. There may be requirements in the future to put it on other websites, but there aren't at the moment. Okay. So basically, we're trying to prove the value of in-person events and how it outweighs the carbon footprint. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a tricky spot because you could ignore this whole carbon conversation and just say, oh, face-to-face will always happen. Or you could say, okay, carbon is of growing importance. I can see the evidence from future customers and from policy changes. So now as a business, I'm going to deal with carbon. You could make a net zero carbon commitment, use the resources, use the measurement systems that come with the resources, work out how much your carbon footprint is, work out the different behaviors and choices you make, how that implements impacts your footprint. And then you can be reporting. And the reality is that there is no business in the world that has got this sorted. So the quicker that the event sector start transparently reporting, the better. At the moment, if we just say, oh, yes, let's pledge to be net zero by 2050 and the whole industry will be net zero by then. But there isn't lots of individual reporting going on from each business. There's a bit of a gap. What else should we what else should we touch on? Cost of impact has been going since 2005. We've spent a lot of time talking about why this is important. And I can see we've evolved now into a critical friend for the event sector. So we're really speaking up around let's be transparent. And we're also speaking up about the value of events outside of the sector and making sure that the work we do aligns with policy. And I think that's an important point to make because there is a growing wave of noise about sustainability crashing through the event industry and it would be very easy for people to get confused or not know where to start. There is a need and an urgency now for the industry to act so there's no reason why everyone can't just go to the website and take action. I would say the majority, the large majority of organizations that made the commitment haven't done anything no so far the pledge has been a nice presentation at the un event there's been nothing else since then so you know i really see our role more and more is okay what's happening next what's happening next so we have not got involved with that initiative so that we can stay on the outside and say come on, last, this time last year, you said this, have you got there? Maybe they will get there, mm-hmm. but in case they don't, yeah. Right. And there's no reason why every single small business can't make a commitment now and be reporting. I would love to hear about the experience of meeting professionals who take the pledge and begin the process of action. And I would love to follow them on their journey to know is it easy? Is it difficult? Is is it very clear? Are you 
seeing results? Is it, do, is it understandable how to measure? Do the worksheets yeah. provide what you need? And I you know, welcome anybody who's listening now who wants to jump in yeah. and be a live case study to just send me an email, lettlestein at ntmllc.com. And I will get in touch with you. And what a fantastic opportunity for a number of small businesses to raise their profile through right. the North Star Network by being on this journey, a journey which every business is going to take in the future. And I know that you're not looking for people to demonstrate perfection on it. You're looking for people to honestly tell their story. Was it hard for them? Did it take a long time? What worked? What didn't work? And I think that transparency and honesty will really help others in the sector as well. So I think that's amazing. We want it to be doable. We want it to be doable now. And so... Listeners, email me at lettlestein at ntmllc.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you through your journey as well as Fiona, just staying close and, and guiding you where needed. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.